Welcome to Kingwood Church Online. We're glad you joined us again today. If you can believe it, this is week nine of online ministry. Uh, before I share a new series with you, I just want to update you about some things that have been going on at Kingwood Church. Uh, many of you know we had our, kid advent our kids' adventure drive-in, and it has absolutely gone incredible. Uh, we've had about 300 people each night. We've even had some families from our community that just saw the sign on the road and drove in and joined us. So it, we flipped our entire campus into a, a pirate set, and uh, it has been an, an absolutely incredible time of outreach. Also, one of the questions that people have asked the most is, you know, when is the campus going to open for, for services on campus, in person. And I've got the answer for you today, but if you're ready for us to open, would you go ahead and just slide over to the comment section and give us a thumbs up and let us hear from you? One of the things that we do have an opportunity to do right now is to engage. So we wanna ask you to engage by just commenting throughout the service, and that's the first one I'm gonna give you. If you're ready for us to open, give us a big thumbs up or a heart or something like that. Well, here's the date. On June 14th, we're going to open our campus for in-person ministry. We will have two services that day, 9 and 11 o'clock. We're changing our service times because we're going to need time to sanitize everything between services. So 9 and 11 will be in the sanctuary, family style. There'll be no kids' ministries yet uh, because kids can't socially distance. So until that changes, we'll have to figure out uh, other ways to do ministry there. Our nursery will be open in both services, 9 and 11, and we're very excited to open our mother's lounge. Um, it's a, a room we've been renovating, and we were able to finish it while we were closed, so we want to open it to the families that need it, so it'll be here for you. So um, we're, we're also very glad today to have a missionary family with us at the end of service when, when we go to the virtual lobby the last time. Right after that, I'm going to sit down with the Ensminger family from Spain, and we're going to talk about how COVID-19 has affected our missionaries and what the missions work looks like now. So I hope that you'll join us for that. Uh, it's going to be a really, really incredible conversation. Now, today we're starting a new series um, called Hope Lives. And um, I don't know if you've noticed, but as I look around the community, um, I, I can tell that people are, you know, tired, stressed. I think what's happened is um, it's kind of set in on people, the reality that things are not going back to normal soon. It's going to be a while. And so... Um, that reality is just kind of set in on us, you know, like a humid, hot summer day. And uh, it, it, it makes people tired and stressed and weary. So in this series, what I want to do is I just want to bring you a word of hope. And that's why we've called this series Hope Wins. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, I want to read this scripture to you today uh, to give you the basis for the whole series. The Bible says this, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance. I want you to remember that word inheritance because it's going to be a very important word for us uh, in this message today, inheritance in his holy people. So um, my prayer for, for you and for me during this series is that our hearts would be enlightened so that we could not just see the hope that God gives us but we could know it personally in an experiential way. So um, I, I know that a lot of you are um, college football fans, as I am, and I want to be, be really careful with this, okay? I'm going to ask you to comment, but you got to promise to be nice, all right? 
So if, if you're missing college football or you think we might be missing it in the future, who knows? Why don't you drop over in the comment section and just put your favorite team, all right? Don't be nice. You don't have to down anybody else's team. You can just promote your own team. I happen to be an Alabama fan. And so two years ago when Alabama went to the national championship, I remember watching that game and watching this rematch between Alabama and Clemson. And for all you Alabama fans out there, hey, I, I, I feel you. You know, my heart hurts with you. Well, they obliterated us. They hurt our feelings. They destroyed us. And the only hope that I had is Alabama bounces back better than anybody I know. So I could not wait for the next season because my hope was that Alabama would rebuild, rebound, come back mad, and, uh, and, and maybe rematch Clemson again and right that wrong that had been done in the, in, you know, in the national championship. Well, you know, if you followed college football, that didn't happen. Uh, probably the best quarterback we've ever had was injured, and, uh, and the season just sort of ended abruptly and, and very disappointing. So um, I, I want you to know the hope that I had is not really Christian hope. Now, it's not Christian for a couple reasons. One reason is because I don't think that, a, that you can call Christian hope hope for revenge. I don't think you can hope for revenge on anybody and it'd be called Christian. Number two, um, it's not hope when there's no guarantee the outcome. Obviously, the outcome I hoped for did not happen. And so that's not hope, that's wishful thinking. So let me give you three thoughts this morning about hope. Number one, hope is not wishful thinking. We oftentimes confuse wishful thinking for hope. So I hope Alabama wins. I hope I have a good day. I hope they find a vaccine for COVID-19. But that hope is not based in anything. It doesn't have any ability to change the future. Maybe you've heard a cliche that says this, hope is not a strategy. I totally agree with that if you're talking about wishful thinking. But if you're talking about Christian hope, then that's a different conversation. So hope is not wishing um, something good's going to happen or waiting to see what happens and hoping for the best, you know, hoping that somebody has a good day, hoping that it doesn't rain today, hoping that my team wins. This is wishing, and it's undependable, it's weak, and it has absolutely no power to affect your life today or in the future. So hope is not wishful thinking. Here's the second thought. Hope is future certainty. Real hope isn't about the present. Hope is always about the future. Because we don't hope for what we already have. We hope for what we might have in the future one day. So um, hope is not only about the future. It's not about wishing for the future either. It's actually about certainty in the future. And that's what I want you to know. Our key verse is 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. I want to read it with you today, and I want to point out two very important truths that are going to help us anchor our heart and hope and see the idea that hope really does win. 1 Peter 1, verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us, here's the phrase, new birth into a living hope. If you're a Christian, you, when, you were, when you became a Christian, you were reborn spiritually, and you were not born into a wish 
You were born not into a dead hope. You were born into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and into an inheritance, there's a very important word. This is the second time we've seen it. I want you to focus on it. That can never perish, spoil, or fade. So we as Christians are born into a, a certain hope, a living hope. And our inheritance can never spoil, fade, or perish. It cannot fail because it's based on a fact. What is the fact? Here's the fact. If you follow Jesus, you will inherit what God has set aside for you in heaven. That's an absolute fact. So let's talk for a minute this morning. What will, what will heaven be like? Well, I've got some scriptural thoughts for you this morning. In other words, things the Bible tell us that heaven will be like in our inheritance. First off, we're going to have perfect health. I want you to imagine that. No COVID-19, no virus, no flu, no heart disease, no stroke, no cancer, no Huntington disease, no, no diabetes, no sore backs, no aching muscles, no crippled limbs, no blindness, no deafness, no more death. It's going to be perfect health. And if that weren't enough, the Bible also teaches us we're going to have perfect provision. No more job loss, no poverty, no hunger, no lack, perfect resources. And if that weren't enough, we could just go on all day. I'm going to give you a few more, but I could give you 20 or 30 more. Perfect peace, no war, no conflict, no divorce, no arguing, no violence, no division, no loneliness, no rejection. It'll be perfect peace. Also, we'll experience perfect satisfaction. There'll be no insecurity no being driven by longings that will never be fulfilled in your heart. No fear. There'll also be perfect creation. Can you imagine that? No hurricanes, no tornadoes, no earthquakes, no, no tsunami, no, no floods. Perfect creation in perfect harmony in every way. And then perfect maturity. You and I are in a battle right now. And the battle we fight is our own brokenness. But one day when we get to heaven, our battle with our own brokenness and our own weakness will go away because we'll have perfect maturity. And the Bible says that we will see Jesus face to face. And when we see him, we will be transformed and we will become like him. And on that day, our battle will end. It will be a beautiful day. Now, you might be thinking this morning, you know, um, how can we be sure? Like, are you really, are you really sure that's going to happen? Are you really certain heaven's going to be like that? You know what I've noticed? It's a, it's a paradox and it's kind of ironic. It's very interesting. We tend to put our hope in things we should only wish for. And we tend to wish for things we should put our hope in. But I want you to know something today. Your inheritance in heaven is no wish. It is absolutely certain. And it is coming one day. So we wish that we won't get sick. We wish that our marriage would work out. We wish that we get the job we're looking for. We wish for a good life. But that's not hope. Let's don't confuse that with hope. That's, that's wishing. Our hope is an inheritance 
that is guaranteed from the resurrection of Jesus that no person could take away. That hope is as sure as the sun's going to come up tomorrow and that summer's going to start next month. Now, you might be asking, man, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited, you know, that that's going to be true one day. But I don't have a job today. I'm sick today. I'm discouraged today. I'm hurting today. How does that help me today? Let me give you one more thought about hope. Number three, hope is present strength. See, if we have no hope that heaven's coming, then why do anything good? I mean, why forgive anyone? Why not seek revenge? Why not give up? Why not steal and cheat and lie and, and, and uh, act in revenge? If this is good as it gets, then why, why do anything good? Hope calls us to a higher life. It reaches deep inside our soul and it pulls out of us the greatness that God has put inside of us. If you can turn to any place in the Bible, look at a concordance of the Bible, find the word hope, and I promise you, anywhere you find the word hope in the Bible, you're going to see that it had a positive impact on the people who received it. Hope helps us now because it calls us to a higher life. Now, the future always impacts the present. So let me give you a, a quick illustration that will help us understand this this morning. What if I told you that if you could just make it through, whatever you're going through, sickness, disease, job loss, lower economy, stress, pressure, depression, put anything you want on it. If I could tell you, look, if you just make it through the crisis you're in today to January 1st of 2021, then here's what I'll do. I'll direct deposit $1 billion into your bank account. I bet you'd make it. I bet you'd find a way, you'd find a strength, you'd find an energy. I bet you'd figure out how to make it if you knew on January 1st of 2021, $1 billion will be deposited into your bank account. Now, the question I've got to ask you for this morning is, what changed? Now, you may say, but wait a minute, that, that's not spiritual. That's self-determination, is it? Self-determination based on what? Based on the hope and the certainty that your future was about to change. And don't you see, that's exactly what we have in Jesus Christ. That's exactly what resurrection gives us today. One day this earth's going to end. One day your life is going to be over. And if you can just make it to the, to the last day, then what you and I are guaranteed is an inheritance in heaven that cannot fail. And so where does the energy come from if you knew you were going to get a billion dollars? It comes from hope. Hope that my life is going to be different. Hope that this is not all there is. Hope that if I just make it through this, something good is going to happen. That hope would energize you in the present. And that's what hope is. If you've got Jesus, you've got hope. Romans 8 chapter 18 says it this way, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that, we, that will be revealed in us. So see what hope gives you is, it gives you emotional strength, it gives you determination, it gives you energy, it lifts the burden. Romans chapter 5 says that hope will not disappoint us. The Bible's absolutely clear on this issue of hope. Now, here's the key thought I want you to leave today with, okay? Hope wins. Why does hope win? 
Hope wins because it gives you the strength to move toward a future that cannot fail. So today, if you find yourself in a position that you're discouraged, you're tired, you're stressed, today, before we uh, share another worship song with the worship team, I want us to pray. Because God has an energy and a strength and an encouragement and a peace to give you today if you'll receive it. So I want to just have two prayer times. Here's the first one. If you're watching this live or maybe even on demand later, it doesn't matter. Jesus is with you. He's present where you are today. And if you are, here's what I want to do. I want to pray that you'll receive hope. So if you're, if you're tired, if you're weary, if you're stressed, would you just calm your heart right now and reach out and just begin to pray with me? Dear Father, I pray today that you would touch every person watching this message who says, Lord, today I'm tired, I'm stressed. I have questions that I have no answer to. I don't know what's going to happen in my future. But Lord, I pray today that the living, resurrected presence of Jesus would fill my heart. Come on, would you just pray that? Fill my heart today and give me hope and give me energy and give me joy today. And I'm telling you, the power and the presence and the peace of God is going to fill your heart right now. Now, for those of you who say, you know what, to be honest with you, I don't really know what's going to happen when I leave this earth. I don't really know what my future is. I'm not sure it's certain because I'm not totally sure I'm going to go to heaven. God and I haven't really been on very good speaking terms. Can I tell you something? It's so easy. It's so easy to change that. It wasn't easy for God. He sent his son Christ and he died for you and he gave everything. But he gave it so he could create one simple step for you. And that is that you just simply surrender your heart to him. You confess your sins. You tell God you're sorry. You welcome him into your heart. And that living hope will fill you today. And your future in heaven will be absolutely certain. So here's what I want to ask you to do. I just want to ask you to pray with me. But I want you to take one more step. If you'll just go over in the comment section and, and type this, um, I need hope. That's all you have to put. I need hope. And when you do that, here's why I want you to do that. You and I are going to pray. But when you type that, we have a prayer team online. They've been praying all week about this. What they're going to do is they're going to gather around you and we're going to surround you right now with prayer. So would you just put that in the comment section now and let's pray. Dear Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I ask you to forgive me for everything I've ever done. Lord, I want to live in a relationship with you. So God, I ask you now, wash away my sins Fill my heart and open my eyes so that I might see the hope that you want to give me. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank you so much for praying that prayer. We have a, a beautiful song we want to share with you. Actually, it's one of my all-time favorite worship songs, Oh, How He Loves Us. Before we do that, 
I want to give you an opportunity to give. And I want to say something to those of you who are watching online, nine weeks we've been doing this, and for those of you who are giving, you're absolutely on the front line. We have spent hundreds of hours working very hard as a church so that when we do go back into our sanctuary and we open our doors for the first time, we don't lose this ministry. Because we know that a good number of you won't be able to come back immediately. We also know that some of you have never even been on our campus before. And maybe for whatever reason, you can't come as soon as we open. So it's critical to us that this online ministry we've been doing continues. And here's what I just want to tell you. We're, we're purchasing equipment. We're, hopefully you're going to notice that and continue to notice that. And we're ramping up for the highest quality online ministry we can, we can produce and when we go back to the sanctuary and we're in person, we're going to continue to share ministry this way. So what I want to say from the bottom of my heart to all of you who've been giving is, thank you, thank you, thank you, well done. You are absolutely the reason we're able to stay online and we'll continue to do even more online. And I want to say this to you. Some of you may have been trapped in your house and feel like, you know what? The only thing I have been able to do is give. And it may feel like you're not doing much. I want you to know that's not true. If you're giving, you're on the front line and you're making a difference. And so I just want to say, however you give today, you can text. All our platforms are open. You can drop it off in the office. Our office is open. You can, you can mail it in. However you're giving, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you. You are on the front line and you are helping us reach more people today than we have ever reached. So thank you so much for that. Our worship team is coming now and they're going to share this beautiful song. Oh, how